0: Well, this morning um, we've been doing a series called You Ask For It, but we're going to take a week off. And, and this morning I wanted to follow the theme of Vacation Bible School, and I wanted to talk about how we need to run toward the right goal, making sure that as we are pursuing God, we're pursuing Him in the right way and in the right direction. And so what we want to do this morning is talk about running toward the right goal. When uh, I was in college. I had a really close friend. This isn't me in college, by the way. But my, uh, my friend's name was John. And, and John was a tremendous athlete. Um, he was a state wrestling champ. He was ranked nationally in wrestling. The guy could bench press twice his body weight, so he was exceptionally strong. But the only problem was he wrestled in the 126-pound weight class, and he was always very small. John played peewee football. And because of his size, back then you played when you were better and you sat the bench when you weren't, and poor John sat the bench. Well, finally the day came when John got to get in the game, and so he goes in the game, and he is a head shorter than anyone else on the field. And he looks like this little tiny peanut next to these big football players, a fumble happens, and he picks up the ball and he starts to run for the goal, and people are cheering and yelling and shouting, and John was running for the wrong goal. He felt a tackle from one of his own teammates, just shy of the goal line, and with all the enthusiasm that he could muster, he was heading for it. He was going for that goal with everything that he had, but it was the wrong goal. You know, when we look at life, I think a lot of us can approach life in that way. We run hard. We are pursuing things with all we've got. But we have to make sure that we're running toward the right goal. We have to be pursuing the right thing. And that's what I want us to think about this morning as we come to the text that we're looking into. Now, if you want to, there's a pew Bible on the back of the pew, and by the way, if you do not have a Bible in your home, we invite you to take that Bible that's on the back of the pew with you. We would love for you to have that as as our gift to you, but if if you'd like to just follow along, that's fine. If you'd like to look in the Scripture and see what uh, the passage is saying, the passage that was read during the Scripture reading this morning, we invite you to do that. But let's look at this passage in Philippians chapter 3, starting at the 12th verse, and let's look at what the Apostle Paul, the man who wrote most of the New Testament, who often loved to use sports analogies, I think Paul in some ways was a sports fan, uh, because it pictures life so well. Let's look at this passage, verse 12 says this, not that I have already obtained this, Or am already perfect. Now, what is he referring to? When you look at earlier in the third chapter, the Apostle Paul was talking about his life and how he had run for the wrong goal. See, the Apostle Paul thought that by doing enough good works, being a good enough person, that somehow he could work his way to God and that God would someday, somehow, accept him. But what Paul begins to share in his testimony in that third chapter of Philippians is this all of those things that he thought was important, all of those goals that he strived toward in his life, in reality fell short of knowing God. He could never really reach a vital relationship with God because he was running toward the wrong goal. Toward the end of that testimony, Paul begins to share that he learned that what really counts in life is to know Jesus Christ and the power of His resurrection, the risen Lord, and the transformation that He can bring to our life. You see, we can't be good enough to somehow earn a relationship with God, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, because Jesus Christ offers forgiveness and a relationship with the Father, we can be transformed, we can be changed by that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the promise of Scripture, and that's the goal that we should strive toward. So, what the Word of God tells us in this text is that Paul started to change his goal. He started to run toward God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and his desire was to know Jesus in a more deep way. He was really running toward God. And what we find in this, in the 12th verse, is that he relentlessly pursued God as his goal. He didn't give up. He realized that he could never reach perfection. That's what it says here in the 12th verse, not that I have already obtained this or that I have already become perfect, but he did something. And look at what he shares in this verse. I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me His own. Now, here's what he's saying. I'm going to press on. I'm going to strive toward knowing God in a deeper and fuller way. I'm going to depend on what God has provided for me. The kids learned this week that God has provided everything that we need for life and godliness through His Son, Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying in this text is, I want to understand that in a real and practical way. I don't want this to just be a theological concept. I want this to be a real truth in my life. I want to see God getting a hold of me and changing me and me getting a hold of God and really understanding who He is and developing a closer walk with Him. That's the new goal that the Apostle Paul was striving toward. Now, some might look at this, and when Paul says that he hadn't obtained it and that he wasn't made perfect, some might look at that and get discouraged and say, well, if we can't reach the goal, should we really strive toward it? Should we really try to pursue something that we'll never reach? Let me encourage you with this. Our entire life should be movement toward knowing God in a deeper way. At no point will any of us arrive. I've been a pastor for 38 years. Guess what? I haven't arrived, not even close. I'm learning so much more about who Jesus is and what He can do in my life on a daily basis, the more I know Christ, the more I want to know Him, and the more I discover to learn about Him. This is the process. This is what God wants us to experience in our relationship with Him. But there will come a time when we will see the completion of this goal. In fact, the Word of God tells us this in 1 John, Dear friends, now we are the children of God, And what we will be has not been made known. But we know that when He appears, now look at this, we will be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. You know what God is saying? There is going to come a time where there is completion to this race that we're running toward this goal. And the completion of that race is standing before the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing Him. This comes at the conclusion of our life, or the Bible teaches that Jesus is coming again, and it can come when Jesus appears, but we will see Jesus. And when we do, the promise of Scripture is we will be changed completely. Sin, weakness, sadness, all of it will be done away with. The Word of God is telling us that we have this hope and that it transforms the way we live our life, the way we run our race, the goal that we look toward. I like the way one translator rendered this verse. Kenneth Weiss said this, "'Not that I've already made acquisition or that I have now already been brought to the place of absolute spiritual maturity, beyond which there is no progress,' but I am pursuing onward if I may lay hold of that for which I have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. You know what church is all about? Church is about us running the race together as teammates, moving toward a deeper relationship with God. Let me encourage you this morning, if you don't have a church home somewhere, find a place where you can be a part of a church family, a church body. You're welcome to come and Join with us as we pursue knowing God and deepening our relationship with Him. But this is what God calls us to. This is how we run the race. This is how we get to know God in a deeper and fuller way as we see fellow runners on either side of us running that race as well. We join with them. But the text doesn't stop there. You know, the Scripture goes on to say something else about running, running this race, and, and, and basically what it says is this, remember to keep moving forward, not back. Listen, the 13th verse says it very clearly, brothers, I do not consider myself as having made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the upward call of Christ. Let me encourage you with something. When we look at our lives, sometimes we get disappointed when we see past failures. We look and we say, you know, I tried to really grow in my relationship with God and I made a mess of it. So I don't really know if this is going to work for me. I'm giving up. That's looking behind. We can become so discouraged with where our life has been and the failures, the mistakes that we've made that we get entrapped in that way of thinking. The Apostle Paul cataloged the mistakes he had made right in the first part of the chapter that we're looking into this morning, and he talked about how he had actually attacked the church of Jesus Christ how he saw too many of them being killed for their faith. And yet God got a hold of him and transformed him. And so I think Paul shares that because what he's saying to us is, if there is hope for me, there's hope for anyone. So I'm forgetting what lies behind, and I am looking forward to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my goal, and I will fix my eyes on that goal. This is how God wants us to run that race. He wants us to run it in that way. Something else, sometimes we can look back on our successes, and we can say, well, you know, I I, I used to go to church all the time. I used to do all of these things in service to God, so now I can sort of take it easy. I've done my part. Guess what? The race isn't over until we are vertical and under the ground. We are horizontal, rather. I'm vertical now. Some of you probably would prefer to be horizontal on your beds right now. I always get those two mixed up. But when we are under the ground, when we are dead, that's when the race is over. As long as we have breath, as long as we have life, God wants us to run this race, to deepen in our walk with Him and in our love for Him and in our relationship with Him. And listen, when we do, when we run the race in that way, look at what the Scripture tells us in the 14th verse. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Jesus Christ. There's one goal that we look forward to, and that is the reward, the acknowledgement from God that I've run the race well. When we look in Scripture, leader after leader Figure after figure, we can see failures in the lives of so many of the characters of the Bible, but we see victories as well. And isn't it great to know that at some point, God will see the victories that we've had and say, well done. That's the kind of race that we want to run. That's the way that we want to pursue God. That's how we should be running our race right now. There are times when I don't run the race well. There are times where I look at my running and I'm being a lazy runner, I'm being a distracted runner. Rather than looking ahead toward the goal, I'm looking to the sides and sometimes I'm looking back and I lose my place. I forget where I am. I feel disconnected from God. What do we do in those instances? We remember that God wants us to have a relationship with Him, and we pursue that relationship from the heart. This is what God would have all of us do in running our race, and this is how we should run it. We, as followers of God, need to run it with a passion and a desire looking forward to the reward that God has for us. I like one analogy that the Apostle Paul used, and it's found in another one of his letters to the Corinthians, and he says this, do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So, run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. You know what that's saying? The things that we do for God, the things that we seek to implement into our lives in an ever-deepening relationship with Him, those things last forever. They're imperishable. When we look at so many of the other pursuits in our life, our jobs, temporary recognition from some award that we receive from mankind, no matter how significant it might be, it goes away, doesn't it? It lasts just a little bit. What we do in pursuing an ever-deepening relationship with God lasts forever that's what imperishable means. It never goes away. That should be guiding us in making our decisions about our goal. Last part of this passage. Scripture goes on to tell us that we need to have right thinking about winning our race. Now, the Apostle Paul had shared all of these thoughts with the people in Philippi. And he had talked about the importance of having the right goal, of running the race in the right way, of seeking to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in His life. But perhaps some of the people that he was writing to were unconvinced. In the 15th verse, it says this, "'Let those of us who are mature think this way.'" In other words, look, if you really understand what it is to run the race, and you are really growing in your walk with God, this will be the way that you think. But you know what? Not everybody is ready for that. So, what Paul goes on to say in that 15th verse I find fascinating. He goes on to say, and if any of you think differently, God will reveal that to you. There are things that happen in our lives that sort of get our attention for God, don't they? When we're distracted and we're moving along and we're just thinking wife is great and I don't really need to think about God, boom, something happens and He has our full attention. God does that so that we will know that He is there, so that we will stop looking at the distractions around us and focus on God and think about who He is and who we need to be in relation to Him. This is how God wants us to think about the race that we've run. I think a question we all need to ask ourselves is this. Am I running toward the right goal? Am I running toward God? Or like my friend John, am I running in the opposite direction, trying to find something that just isn't there, the wrong goal? Listen, if you open your heart to God and you listen to what God's Spirit says to your heart when He speaks to you about running toward Him rather than running away from Him, listen. That's what the Scripture is calling us to do in this text. We want to be listeners when it comes to God. Scripture in Hebrews says this, "'Therefore, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What the Scripture reminds us of here in Hebrews is this there have been many who have run the race that we're running before us. As a matter of fact, the chapter before this passage talks about all of the people who have lived lives of faith. It talks about their failures, but it also talks about their successes. And what this cloud of witnesses is saying is, I ran the race toward God, and you can too. Please, don't ever think that you can't deepen in your walk with God, that you can't run that race that God has called you to. Understand that God desires an ever-deepening relationship with you, and He has paved the way so that you can experience it. God wants us to grasp that. That's why He gave us this passage. And then the last thought of this passage is this. Remain true to God. Listen to the closing thought of the passage that we're looking into this morning, and here's what it says. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Listen, the mark of a good runner is somebody who doesn't slip backward, who doesn't start running a race and then stop, right? Or decides to do an about-face and starts running in the wrong direction. The mark of a good runner is somebody who just keeps plugging and keeps going and keeps running their race. What God's Word is encouraging us toward in this passage is this, keep running your race toward God. Keep pursuing Him. Keep desiring to know Him in a deeper and fuller and richer way. If you have never started the race or if you feel like you've been running toward the wrong goal, God maps out a way for you to begin the race with Him, and that's through a personal relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. The Scripture makes it very clear that all of us need to be forgiven and to have a relationship with God the Father. In fact, the Scripture says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the result of that sin is this, because of that sin we stand separate from God. The Scripture reminds us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What God is promising us is this, even though we're sinners, we can find forgiveness, we can have the free gift of deliverance from our sin, And we can enter into a relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. Scripture says, but God demonstrated His own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. The idea is this, yes, I deserve death, I deserve separation from God because of my sin, but God has made a provision, and that provision is the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sin, that I might experience forgiveness and a relationship with the Father. This is the message we reaffirmed to your children during the course of this week. But you know something that Dan mentioned that we celebrated was this, seven kids affirmed that they wanted to enter into that relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. But here's the thing, folks, I mean, we celebrate that, and rightly so, but it is an individual decision that we have to make, each one of us. The Scripture says, but as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God. So, what it means is, as an individual, I have to come to terms with who I am, I'm a sinner separated from God, and who God is. God loves me and has offered forgiveness and a relationship with Him through the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ. So, the moment that I place my personal faith in what Jesus did in dying on the cross for me, I enter into the race, and I run toward the right goal. Right now, I just ask you to stand with me, and we're going to close our time together uh, just in prayer. At the conclusion of the prayer, feel free to go and retrieve your kids, and we do invite you to go downstairs. There are cookies and popcorn and goodies downstairs, so we would love the chance to to, uh, to get to know you a little bit better after the service. Um, let me say this, though. If any of you have questions about where you are in your relationship with God or how you can grow in that relationship, I'd love the chance to talk with you. I'll be wandering around downstairs for a little while. Dan, who was up leading worship, loved the chance to talk with you. Barry, uh, who did the Scripture reading, loved the chance to talk with you. Or TJ, who did the announcements. Any one of us would truly love the chance to talk with you and answer any questions that we can uh, that, that you might have for us. We also invite you to come and share in our church ministry If you don't have a home church, we don't want to take you from another church, but if you don't have a church home, we would love the chance to be yours. So please consider that as well. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we could spend together. And God, how thankful we are for our children. What a blessing they are to a family and to a community. Uh, Be with our kids. Let them grow. Let them develop in their walk and their understanding of You. And I pray this for the families as well. God, we thank You for the families who are with us today. Watch over them. Encourage them. Help them to run their race toward the right goal. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.